All right, today we'll be talking all about technology. How is it helping us? How is it hurting us? Are we going to live forever or is it slowly killing us? Let's find out today on Weekday Warriors. Uh oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Aloha, Weekday Warriors. You got through another Monday. That means it's time to dive headfirst into the entrepreneurial abyss and explore what it means to run a business in the digital age. Sounds like a case of the Mondays. With creative and practical insights from business owners across the country, just like you. You're listening to the Weekday Warrior Show with Chris Wall. So the big question I've been wondering is, should we should we do the pros first and then the cons, or should we start with the bad news and then move over to the good news? You know, I've always been a fan of uh, starting on a on a positive note. So let's start with five ways technology has improved our quality of life. This is from Health Tech Zone. Technology has changed the way people live their everyday lives. It's present in almost everything you do from how you communicate to how you perform your day-to-day tasks. Thanks to technology, it's now easier to go to work or perform household chores. There are various gadgets and equipment that help people live their lives more conveniently. It's also influenced various fields in today's society like transportation, education, and medicine. The article says here are some of the benefits of technology in people's lives. Number one, convenient communication. The advancement of technology helped pave the way for a faster and easier way to communicate. In the past, exchanging info takes days, sometimes even weeks, since the only way to reach someone distant is through letters or greeting cards. But now you can send someone an email in a matter of seconds. Number two, the healthcare industry became more efficient. Another significant benefit of technology in people's lives is the modernization of the healthcare industry. Gone are the days of long lines in the outpatient ward and hours of waiting for a doctor's consultation or uh, months if you live in Canada where they have universal health care. Patients can schedule a hospital visit using their mobile phones and check if their doctor's office is open. This way, they don't need to waste their time going to a hospital only to be informed that the doc can't see them. Procedures are also faster and more convenient thanks to technology like um, document scanning and even telehealth as a whole. Number three, access to info is easier. That's a no-brainer, but before the digital age, searching for specific info means spending hours looking through printed sources like books, newspapers, and magazines. Now, all you need is a phone and access to the internet to find what you need. And, you know, on a side note, one of my wife's uh, first jobs out of college was working for a healthcare um, system on uh, Oahu, and we were just making the big shift into electronic medical records, and that's made a huge difference. The article continues, it says, thousands of resources are available on various online platforms, making it convenient for someone to search for the info they need. Number four, advancements in medicine. Patients who are battling severe health conditions have a higher chance of surviving today, thanks to the vast contributions of technology to the field of medicine, amen. Number five, better opportunities for learning. Uh, Classroom learning is now made more interactive and engaging to keep students interested. Teachers use tech to plan activities and create learning materials that may help students pay attention in class for sure. Now students can access lessons online and find other resources such as videos or research papers to better cope with their studies. I mean, raise your hand if you've not 
taken to YouTube to figure out how to just get something done yourself. That's been like my generation's grandpa and the, the handy dad. Man, I wish those days were still around. But if I want to be the handy dad, I, I still can be. I can check out YouTube to see how to do something myself. I do it all the time as a homeowner. Uh, so that's five reasons technology has improved our quality of life. Now, if we go through the pros, we have to give the cons just a few and, and maybe we can help these um, or maybe these will help us serve as a warning on what not to do when, when it comes to having technology take over our lives. So here it is. Business Insider says nine subtle ways technology is making humanity worse for many of us fully immersed in the digital age. It's hard to imagine a world before the advent of the internet, cloud storage, and smartphones. Experts found that in addition to making our lives more convenient, there's a negative side to technology. It can be addicting and it can hurt our communication skills. Let's look at the nine reasons. Uh, while we owe a debt of gratitude to the brilliant minds who've gifted us such innovations, it would be short-sighted to consider technology as solely a boon to humanity. Often it can be a bane having both seen and unseen effects of innumerable kinds of individuals, groups, and even mankind as a whole. So they say using mobile devices and computers, it's bad for your posture. <laughs> your eyesight can also suffer from too much device usage. And I have to navigate this website and I'm swimming in a sea of ads. Business Insider, get your act together. You guys are looking pathetic and broke. Insomnia can be another side uh, effect of digital services. Using your device too much before bedtime can lead to insomnia. Yikes. Um, a good cure for that is to have three kids under the age of six. That insomnia won't be a problem. Uh, technology is addictive. Yeah, we got that. Technology is leading us to sedentary lifestyles. That's, yep, I get it. Social media and screen time, bad for mental health. Let's read that one. It's not only physical health that suffers from the effects of technology. Our mental health does too. According to a national survey by the University of Pittsburgh Center for Research on Media Technology and Health, young adults who use seven to 11 social media platforms had more than three times the risk of depression and anxiety than those who use two or fewer platforms. Here's a quote. It says, this association is strong enough that clinicians could consider taking uh, or asking their patients with depression and anxiety about multiple platform use and counseling them that this may be a related issue to their symptoms, said Brian A. Primack, director of the Research Center. Relationships can be harmed by too much tech, tech use, that's for sure. <clears throat> Young people are losing the ability to interact face-to-face. -face. Now that's the one, that's the ticket I've been wanting to, uh, to convey here. Article says, another social skill that technology is helping to erode is young people's ability to read body language and nuance in face-to-face -face encounters. This is due to the fact that so much of their communication is done not in person but online, wrote Mark Berlin, a professor of English at Emory University and author of The Dumbest Generation, How Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future in an article in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the quote says, we live in a culture where young people outfitted with iPhone and laptop and devoting hours 
every evening from age 10 onward, what, 10? To messaging of one kind or another are ever less likely to develop the silent fluency that comes from face-to-face interaction, he wrote. Now that's interesting. I'm going to cut away from this article. I'm all done with that. Let's, we don't want to focus on that anymore. But seriously, what's happening here? is it's a social issue. Do you remember five or 10 years ago when we would make fun of the homeschool kids, you know, thinking, well, they don't, they lack social skills. You know, they, they, they're the weirdos. I guess it it didn't really pan out that way. Did it? It didn't in my life. We, we decided to homeschool our children or uh, in today's vernacular, we decided to raise our own kids and not ship them out to the government for that little job. The answer to what about social, you know, interaction is, you know, they're obviously avoiding the kinds of social interaction that caused issues for me later in life, big problems from bullying to who knows what. Um, And I don't know about your kids, but my kids know how to talk to an adult. They don't stare at them like an idiot or cower in the, in the corner on their cell phone. Now, my oldest kid is five, so he obviously doesn't have a cell phone. And um, technology, obviously, I'm spending all day with tech. I run a web design company. I build websites for small businesses. I help those folks find new customers. I help them communicate their message to the world. And I do it using technology. That said, if there was some kind of global event that wiped out every computer on the planet, I'd be fine. <laughs> I'd be, there would be a sense of peace and we would, you know, hit the homestead lifestyle. And we're already halfway there, right? Homeschooling our kids like it's pre-industrial revolution. But, you know, who's to say the industrial revolution was any good for society in the first place? Um, so that you have uh, the pros and the cons of technology. So uh, we're going to be answering your questions. Of course, after this break, we will be talking to Zeke Kimberlin, who recently started his own business uh, in the IT space. Just a couple of quick questions. And the answers I think are going to help you uh, in your day-to-day life, especially as they relate to technology. So please stay tuned for that. Of course, more of your questions submitted to uh, hawaiigrowswithus.com and submitted through the amazing Ask SMB Owners Anything group on Alignable. I'm sure you've heard of LinkedIn, but have you tried Alignable? Oh my goodness, get in there while you can. It's an awesome way to use technology to grow your network and um, just as long as you're not spending too much time on there, right? (laughs) Since that's what we're talking about today. So it's all about technology here. We'll be right back after this break uh, from the guy who could really use a cough drop. My name is Chris Wall. This is Weekday Warriors on Honolulu's News, Opinion and Insight, AM 690, 94.3 FM, The Answer. Okay, we've got uh, a little bit of time here for some questions before we talk to Zeke the Geek. So we'll just start right off. Boomy H says, what payment system should I have in place? Should I be uh, taking credit card payments from my customers? If so, what do I do? Help. 
Okay, cool. Well, this uh, this this fits in with the technology theme of the day, because uh, if you are going to be using a payment processor of some kind, then it's assumed that you'll be taking credit card payments from your customers. A lot of people in the trades, usually solopreneurs, um, will use invoicing, but they won't unlock the credit card payment, which is a whole uh, additional aspect of most of those services. And the reason being is not a bad one. I mean, at the end of the day, these companies are taking fees that range from like, you know, nowadays, maybe three to 5%, just depending on um, who you're working with. So I would say start with something that's easy to use. One that most people get started with is called Wave Accounting because they offer, it's a free um, bookkeeping platform, but it also yeah, has uh, credit card payments, which is you know how they make their money. They they get fees from every transaction. So that fee, when you look at it this way, it'll make it a lot easier for you to 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 jump on board. You're going to get paid more. You're going to get paid more frequently. You're going to get paid faster because you're making it easier for those folks to get you paid. So if we have customers on a recurring platform like their website hosting, a couple bucks a month. Do we really want to send out invoices and wait to collect checks for that? No. We happily pay that credit card tr transaction processing fee every month because it's kind of, you know, paying the piper, so to speak. It's it's the convenience fee to make sure that the money gets deposited in the business checking account in, you know, a day or two. Another thing that's pretty cool is you can unlock uh, ACH payments where people use their checking account info to make the payment and the fee is way lower. In a lot of cases, the fee could just be 1% and you're offering e-check uh, capabilities and some customers actually prefer that. So I would check out Wave Accounting. Uh, if you're working with a CPA, they're going to want you to use QuickBooks, which is every bit as good. Um, Find out, you know, what works for you. And I would say just jump in and, and take those credit card payments because, again, it is a piece of technology that your customers are expecting you to be working with. So thanks for the question. Okay, this next one is from Len M. He says, uh, was there a turning point in your life that made you decide to start your own business? Where did it all start for you? What is your origin story? Okay, well, Len, most folks know my origin story, so I couldn't think of a better... <laughs> segue into speaking with our next guest. And today we've been talking about technology. How does it help us? How does it hurt us? Can it fix our problems or is it bringing us more problems? Right now I am joined by uh, Zeke Kimberlin, who has been in IT for over 25 years doing this in multiple different environments. But last fall, he kind of stepped over to dip his toes into the entrepreneurial abyss and started his business, Zeke the Geek. So Zeke, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. So what was it? Do you remember the day or the decision or the deciding factor that got you into um, starting the process of starting your own business? Oh, absolutely. So it... I've been doing consultation work for years in IT. Uh, a small company here, small company there uh, needs help, and I just go go help them. Um, and maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was having dinner with a friend of mine, and he just all out, out of the blue just turned to me and said, "You know, Zeke, if you ever decide to go officially, you should just start the start be named Zeke the Geek." And I went, "Oh, that's great!" And I just sat on it for like a year and a half, two years, and and last summer with 
with everything going on in, in, in the world, you know, we kind of looked around and said, do we want to continue down the path that we're going, getting into more and more uh, bigger companies and, and larger organizations, all that? Or do I want to go back to my roots and start supporting small businesses? And and that's really it was just a discussion with my wife. And and we said, you know what, let's just do it and see what happens. And and that's that's kind of how we got started, just just refocusing on small companies where there is a need for IT and, uh, and and where we actually can help people and make an influence. That's further proof that a, a dream that is discussed openly at the kitchen table with the family and ideas are fleshed out. And then it, it doesn't take too much action to actually turn that into a reality, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it just takes uh, one step after another and keep moving even when you hit a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that will come. For sure. Murphy's Law states (laughs) that the walls, if if there is a wall, you will hit it. Okay, so um, being in business now for enough time to be able to gauge where new customers are coming from, what for you has proved to be the most fruitful avenue to take when finding new business? For us, it's really has been going out and being friends to the community. So uh, other business owners answering questions freely and not necessarily going out and say, hey, hire us, hire us, hire us. It's going, what are your needs? Where can we help you? And it's not just been in IT. Uh, my wife is our, my business partner, and we work together really well. And that is her job, going and forming those relationships with other business owners. And literally, it is, how can we help you? And it might be, I'm looking for a bookkeeper. I'm looking for this. Or, man, I, I you know, the, it's hot and humid today. What do I do? You know, whatever it is. That that's our primary goal, just going out in community, and and we we spent months just doing that, and now we're starting to reap the rewards. Uh, rather than go the traditional route and cold calling and doing all that, which is effective, we're going out and serving the community, and now that community that we've developed is starting to come back and serve us, and we're we're starting to get customers from that. So you're you're planting seeds, exactly right. Planting seeds, letting them grow. Yeah, yeah, you're investing in such a way that um, it's in the age of instant gratification, you may not see a result, okay, overnight. But when the time comes, you've helped somebody and you've positioned yourself as an expert or as a, as a valuable part of the community. So when, when the time comes, you're, you're the go-to guy, right? Absolutely, yep. Cool. Ser- serving others, so that we all serve each other and, and it's a greater world because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And on the business partner front, my wife uh, for Stratford Media, our web design company, is is my business partner, and oh, she's cool. been the voice of reason and sanity, <laughs> absolutely. time and again. So yeah, <laughs> it's good to to meet somebody who's who's in the same position. Okay, well for for the audience, Zeke, any kind of tech tip you can share to to brighten someone's day or or, or make someone's job a little easier? I, I would say the number one tech tip. Um, you know, we live in a world now today where technology looks scary. You see cyber attack here, hacking there, ransomware here, millions of dollars that are being having to be paid out to try to get your systems back. And the number one way that you can protect yourself is good password hygiene. And what that means is don't use password one, two, three. <laughs> uh, there, there are password managers out there. There's free ones that are available. Uh, we we are, are partnered with LastPass is, is the password manager that we use. And I do believe that they have a, a free option available out there. I highly recommend anyone and everyone should use a password manager and multi-factor authentication. That goes hand in hand. That's the number one way that you can protect yourself other than 
don't click on links and emails. Just don't do it. <laughs> just avoid yeah, it. Okay. <laughs> avoid it at all costs. Absolutely. Right? Even if it, even if it looks uh, legitimate, because the scammers are disturbingly good. They're at they're very good. Fishing. We got one yeah. from what looked like our bank account, and it it was looked legitimate. Just had a link. You know, sign in. Here's the issues with your account. And if you look at where that link's going, it's not to the bank. So even if it looks legitimate, go a different route into it and verify it. Awesome. Yep. Okay, so the, the big tip is password hygiene. Have a complicated password. Don't share the same password Absolutely. for everything yes. just in case. That's <laughs> perfect. Something that I need to uh, practice myself from time to time. Because I do have a couple does, go-tos. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Zeke. Well, if people need your help, how can they reach you? You can reach us at ZekeTheGeek.biz. Couldn't be easier. Well, Zeke, thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Well, that is your challenge this week, listeners, is to think in terms of a farmer. When you're growing your business and growing your network, by the way, the two go hand in hand. You might think in terms of, I want to sell to everybody I meet. I want to be a hunter and I just want to, you know, stack pelts and hunt all day long. But, but the real winners are the folks who are farming. And just like Zeke mentioned, he's going out, he's helping his community. He is helping business owners for free. He's positioning himself as an expert and he knows full well that it's not going to return an overnight um, return on investment. But when the time comes, the people who he's helping are going to know him, they're going to like him, and they're going to trust him. And as soon as they are able and ready to buy, they're going to go to him, who, you know, it's a friendly guy. He's an expert. And that's, that's my challenge for you to think in terms of being a farmer. Get, that, get those overalls on, get those seed packets ready, and plant you some seeds. Okay, we'll see you next week on Honolulu's News Opinion and Insight, AM 690, 94.3 FM, The Answer.